You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast after a long dry spell. So there was a season this summer where it was tough for me to get the podcast recorded, but I'm really glad to be back with you and I hope you find today's episode of the podcast useful. Corey Jenkins is with me today. So welcome, Corey. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, so Corey, before we dive off in today's podcast content about forgiveness, uh, I just want to note a big landmark, man. So you just got home from your honeymoon. Yep, it was great. We went to Waco, uh, Texas, and we spent a day in Austin as well while we were up there, and it was really good stuff. So So. I think most of the church probably has been tracking with this, but, you know, since Mm -hmm. COVID and with our attendance lower lately and everybody's having to tune into live stream and other communications, it might be hard to follow, but you and Bree got married a week ago, so yep, uh, y'all did. celebrated. That's two staff members. You know, yep. Bree is uh, our communication person and my assistant, and mm-hmm. uh, and here you are as our associate student pastor. And you guys got married on the seventh, and we're glad to have y'all back. Today's your yep. first day back in the office with both glad of you. To ready be to back. Go. Yeah. So welcome home, and congratulations on your new wedding. We're excited for you, man. Thank you. So we want to talk today about forgiveness, because yesterday I preached about mm-hmm. forgiveness. In 2 Corinthians, I preached from chapter 2 and chapter 7, where mm-hmm. Paul talked about forgiving somebody. There was this guy in Corinth that Paul said, mm-hmm. hey, you got to forgive him. I've forgiven him. You should forgive him. And mm-hmm. he talked a little bit about it. But there was one thing specifically that I said in the sermon that got the attention of some people and has a potential to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um it also has a potential to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to misunderstand and abuse this, but I sure do want it to be useful. And so that is the idea that I said yesterday that forgive and forget. Our local mantra on forgiveness is not necessarily the biblical model of mm-hmm. forgiveness. And Corey, you came, you and I talked about that a little bit this morning. Um, so when we say forgive and forget, generally, right? Yeah. Um, not a bad, it's not a terrible thing. No. So what what does forgive and forget generally mean when, when you hear people say, hey man, forgive and forget, right? Yeah. Usually, I, you know, in my experience in my life, it's been you can't really forgive somebody unless you like just almost completely wipe out that memory of their wrongdoing against you or offense against you. Um, in my experience, it's I've struggled with, man, I'm sure many of others who are listening today can feel the weight of this as well. You, you said yesterday in the sermon um, that I, I have verbally and, and internally also have forgiven somebody. Like, really, I have of something that they did wrong against me. But every now and then, after, since then, I am still able to remember or not able like that memory is still in me internally like it's still in my mind and so the question is did i really forgive that person like when i said verbally and internally to them 
Like, so, I forgive you. Did so, I really forgive them? So one of the things that people feel with this is like a failure. Like, hey, I don't yeah. think I've I don't think I've forgiven well because mm-hmm. I because I cannot forget the offense. But if you think about it, like for some mm-hmm. of the some people in our church, I mean, if you've been abused, if you've been raped, if you've yeah. been shamed publicly or betrayed, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to forget that stuff. And so yeah. there are a lot of people walking around who, if they live by the mantra "forgive and forget," mm-hmm. if they assume that the biblical definition of forgiveness would be that mm-hmm. you have to have no no memory of it, like you mm-hmm. have to have been able to forget it, to create a void in your mind, then they're walking around and they're feeling like, gosh, I stink. I failed. I cannot, mm-hmm. I can't successfully f- forgive this person. So what does that mean? Does that mean I'm carrying the grudge? Does that mean I can't serve the Lord well? Does it mean I'm choosing to carry the grudge? Or does it mean I just need to resign to this and say, I can't forgive them. I'm going to live with this grudge for the rest of my life. That's that's one. The other thing that I think can happen that's not good when when forgive and forget is our only concept for forgiveness is if we say, okay, you forgive and forget. There are some scenarios where the way that a person hurt somebody Mm -hmm. um, requires that we forgive them, but then that we construct some boundaries so that that person who may not be extremely repentant or they may Mm be. But that person cannot continue to hurt. Yeah. You know, um, I think if somebody hurts one of my children, mm-hmm. um, and and then they repent, and you know, we will forgive them. But I'm probably not going to let them babysit my kids again. Yeah, right. I mean, I just. You I know, mean, you wouldn't be a good parent if you didn't. That's right. And so, so forgive and forget. If it makes me think that okay, I'm going to treat, I'm I'm going to drop all mm-hmm. boundaries, and I'm not going to have any protective mechanisms anymore. Uh, but that's not that's not necessary. So anyway, let's take a look at what we might gain by thinking through the Bible about forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our first topics you and I chatted about this morning was does God remember our sins? Like mm-hmm. does God because and you you did a great job this morning saying hey man I you know read a Bible passage that has me thinking about this. Let's talk about that Bible verse. You you brought a Bible passage from that's in Hebrews eight. It's also in Hebrews 10, and it's a quote from Jeremiah chapter 31. But as, as the author of Hebrews was you know, writing his letter to believers, like a couple of times he remembered that in the forgiveness of sins, when God has washed our sins away, uh, Jeremiah wrote that down in a way mm-hmm. that kind of raised some questions, right? So what is yep. the, what's the text say? Yep, so this is... Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, quoting from Jeremiah 31, uh, Hebrews 8, verse 12 says, For I will forgive their wrongdoing, and I will never again remember their sins. Okay, so the, so the text says mm-hmm. that in Jeremiah 31, God said, I won't remember their sins. And when we were dialoguing about that, I said, okay, Corey, but does that does that mean that God cannot remember, like he can't recall that, mm-hmm. that he doesn't have a memory of it, that it's a void in God's, you know, mental uh, yeah. mental capacity, that he can't remember what he did? Or is it that he chooses not to? And then you brought you brought something to light I thought was fantastic, that a different Bible translation, the Net Bible, which I think is a, mm-hmm. an excellent version of the Bible, they explain a lot of what they're trying to do. They go into yeah. detail sometimes on the words. Uh, how did they translate Jeremiah 31? They said instead of remember, they use call to mind. In other words, okay, so so it says that God said, I won't call to mind your sins anymore. Yes. Subtle difference, but what's the difference? So remember, you know, of course, God remembers everything. He is omniscient, right. so he so knows. You got an, you got an omniscient God. Yeah. He, he can't not know. There's no uh, 
vacancy in what he knows and his knowledge. He is he has infinite knowledge of everything. Call of mind though is you know I think the way you described it in our dialogue this morning was good. It's almost a choice in your mind to take that thought captive and to act on it. Yeah. And to just continually dwell on this person wronged me. So or I- the Lord continuing to dwell on Look how Ben and Corey are just continuing to rebel against me. Just yeah. continually dwelling on that thought. Yeah. I remember. I remember what Ben did five years ago, and I'm yeah. never going to. I'm never yeah. going to drop that. Yeah. Well, I, it was interesting to me enough that I that I took out my computer and I looked up, you know, Jeremiah 31 to see mm-hmm. what the Hebrew word was behind it. It's a Hebrew word, Zakar, um, and just kind of the short version and some of like the the quick lexicons, the dictionaries. Yeah. They give you what the range of this word can mm-hmm. mean to give you the idea. You know, I'll I'll read some of it out. It's you know to to name or to mention something, mm-hmm. uh, to remember, uh, to take somebody to court over a thing, to mm-hmm. make a thing known, to profess a thing, uh, or to praise a thing. And when you when you read the semantic domain of the word that our English Bible often translates, remember there in yeah. Jeremiah thirty one. It looks like it could just as well be that though God has a mental record and knows it happened, yeah, He's going to choose not to act on it. He's not going to name it again. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's actually even more powerful. So I'm asking, does forgive and forget, is that really the dominant concept for biblical forgiveness? And my first step for answering this was, well, I want to forgive the way God forgives. Yep. So has God forgotten? I want to reflect God's character. And, you know, Jeremiah 31 is kind of that hallmark verse that people are going back to, especially the author of Hebrews. And so I want to make sure I understand this biblically accurately. Mm -hmm. And it it looks like uh, for an omniscient God who knows things, it's actually that he's choosing to not call to mind, to not name, to not announce, to not treat me on the basis of the sins that I committed against him. It's almost like if you and I had a major offense or you had, you know, a really bad, bad day, and, I, and we sat down, and we talked it out, and I forgave you, and I mm-hmm. said, Corey, don't worry, I'm not going to bring this up again. We're not, we're just, yeah. let's, let's just put it behind us. Or somebody else might say, let's just forget this. It's yeah. not that neither one of us could remember it. It's that we're making an agreement to treat one another well, yeah. to love one another, despite what happened yeah. yesterday, right? And the, what, just a thought that I love, you know, you've mentioned in your sermon, is that that's the beauty of the gospel. Like, our God knows everything. He remembers. Like, He knows all of our junk. And yet, Jesus steps into our world uh, and goes to a cross bearing all of our junk and dying for it so that we, through Him, through Jesus, might have salvation. And it's a good reminder to me that when I bear the weight of shame, that's hearing the voices of, you did this, it's a reminder to me that that's not coming from a God that is continuing to dwell that's right. on our sin. It's coming from the enemy, Satan, who is wanting us to, to fall into in the lies yeah. and to think that our God is sitting up in heaven on a stone and continually dwelling when he's not. He's yeah. a good, right compassionate on. father. Who, you know, one of the things that was super helpful to me in this is, as you and I were talking this morning before the podcast, is that... Uh, I preached yesterday from Second mm-hmm. Corinthians. Obviously, you and I are recording this on Monday. Yeah. You know, uh, I preached from Second Corinthians, 
And in chapter two, he says, you know, the, the punishment that's inflicted is enough. So what, mm-hmm. what is forgiveness, right? And I said, well, it starts kind of like this. I mean, I'm not pretending mm-hmm. this is a all-encompassing definition, but as I'm trying to learn what forgiveness looks like, I'm mm-hmm. learning a little bit from chapter two of Second Corinthians. It said, you know, mm-hmm. the punishment that's been inflicted is enough. So stop, stop inflicting punishment. That's it. Stop with the punishment. Mm-hmm. Second was, you know, comfort this brother. Like we're on the same team, help him, make a choice to help this person. Yeah. And the third thing was reaffirm your love for him. Like, And biblically, love is a decision. It's a choice to treat a person well, to care for a person, you know, to serve mm-hmm. and sacrifice for a person. And so I'm assuming that forgiveness also is a choice, that despite what happened, that I'm going to begin treating you in a way that would please God. Now, what I thought was really neat is that was 2 Corinthians, but if we flip back to the, to the other letter, to 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. Um, in chapter 13, when Paul's giving advice to the church about spiritual gifts, he's letting the church know what the Holy Spirit can do. I mean, all these people are trying to compete to see who's got the, the, the gift that brings the most prestige. But he says the gift that brings the most prestige to a church is love. And then he talks about how powerful the gift of spirit-inspired love is. Mm-hmm. If the Holy Spirit teaches you to love, how powerful it is. And I read this in a wedding on Saturday, right? Because it's yep. great advice for married couples. It's mm-hmm. great advice for church. Anybody needs it. But it's specifically when he says, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. Does mm-hmm. not boast. Paul said love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I just felt like, well, how can I forgive a person? And then I'm looking at 1 Corinthians 13 and I'm saying, it's not that I have to forget that it happened. It's that I choose to yep. keep no record of that wrong. In other words, I'm not going to continue to bring it up. You're not going to call it to mind. I'm not calling it to mind. I'm not reminding you of it all the time. You know, every time you make a mistake, I'm not bringing it back mm-hmm. up. And I'm going to choose to not treat you in accordance with what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought that was a beautiful reflection of you know God's love. It's a way that we can love and forgive and stay wise. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's uh, it's a powerful way for us to keep applying the gospel that we are going to choose to mm-hmm. love one another and in love keep no records of wrong. And we're going to forgive in a way that mm-hmm. allows God's gospel to work and doesn't let Satan take a foothold in our relationships, in our church, in our marriages, in mm-hmm. our parenting, in our world. So anyway, forgive and forget is something we've all heard. And we probably a lot of us have felt like, gosh, it's either unwise or I've failed. But is that what the Bible expects? And uh, I just want to say that I haven't found that language in the Bible, forgive mm-hmm. and forget. Yeah. Um, and when I explore the concept, I actually find something more powerful, more beautiful in the Scripture. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just want to hope, encourage everybody today to love well as Jesus loved well, to forgive well, and let's watch the Lord set us free uh, in restoration. Corey, thanks for being on the podcast. I love a dialogue podcast. Yeah. It's always more fun to have a guest. Yep, thank you. Yep, welcome home, man.